Hello, hello, welcome back. Welcome back. The theme for this episode is reinvention, and it is because I desperately needed some reinvention inspiration. I've been thinking about who I was 10 years ago when my reinvention began, and it's kind of crazy. I mean, I was a network executive living and working in New York City. I had these two wonderful little kids, but I was also a single mom, and I was just failing at both of those things just miserably, and I hate failing at anything. And... I just remember realizing that I had to reinvent myself. And, you know, I'm always writing myself like little notes. Um, And so I found one from back then, and I'm going to share a little bit of it with you. Um, I wrote to myself, Dear Amy, you know you're in a bad place when you smoke out and instantly burst into tears. I think it's because you realize how far your life is from who you really are. You have to be the hero of your own story first. Find a soft place to land. Find people who can hold space for you, who can guide you. Make time for them. Free yourself from who you think you are. Oh, God. I mean, it has been such a crazy ride, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't change a thing. Um, I found so much strength in the stories of other people who have reinvented themselves and have these crazy dreams, but they just go for it. And I found that time after time, the universe conspires for your greatness when you decide to do that. And it certainly has been true for me. And it certainly is true for the guest that I am about to introduce you to. He has this amazing story of this time that the universe left him a sign by the side of the road and he happened to see it and pay attention and it literally changed his life. Um, And I remember five years ago talking to him and he had these big dreams about this house that he wanted and now here it is during this crazy time and this madness and He's lost 40 pounds and he's added baby goats to his dream house. And I mean, he's just killing it. He's absolutely killing it. And he's such an inspiration to talk to. So if you're needing a little bit of reinvention inspiration, I got you. My name is Amy and this is Magical Soup. I just believe there's so much magic in intention. My name is Mark Ryder. I am a professional voiceover talent. I narrate TV shows, do lots of commercials, and you hear me a lot uh, doing promos on different TV networks. That's my job. Uh, But I'm also uh, a father, uh, a husband, and a proprietor of positive energy is how I like to pitch me. There's a whole lot of alliteration there, wasn't there? Yes, and I love that description. I don't know if uh, I've heard that before. That's awesome. 
<laughs> Thanks. I just kind of made it up. <laughs> <laughs> On the fly. That's impressive. <laughs> so um, you put me under the pressure. Yeah. Well, so um, and we met. We know each other because we worked on a little show together way back in the day. Exactly. Yeah. She got to uh, record me on a weekly basis for quite some time and and yell at me and say, no, do it like this. <laughs> oh, God. Is that what I sounded like? <laughs> sound, sound less sucky. Honestly, the hardest part of, about working on that show, I don't even know if we could mention it or not, but the hardest part of working on that show was just learning the lingo. Yeah. Yep, it had its yeah. own. It's it was it definitely had its own unique voice and and language for sure, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. Uh, the good I thing. came away. I came away learning something, you know, from from the show. So that's a good thing. What did you learn? Um, <laughs> I, I learned how very little I actually know about that industry. Mm. Yeah. Well, and so I. I think if I remember correctly, when you were working on that show, you were still living in, you weren't living in Florida. No, I think I was in Denver at the time. Cause you know, people ask me all the time. They're like, so like exactly like, like how do you get into voiceover? Yeah. And uh, I actually did morning radio and I caravanned around the nation and worked in lots of great cities from Kansas city to Denver, to Minneapolis, to West Palm beach, Florida, to Philadelphia. Uh, and finally settled here in just South of Jacksonville, Florida, between Jacksonville and, and St. Augustine. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like, um, I, I think one of the reasons that, that, um, I thought about you for this podcast is that I remember we had a conversation where you had sort of laid out this dream of this, this home that you had in Florida and, and lo and behold, it feels like you've done it. I don't want to speak for you, but I'm wondering if, if that in itself is, is, um, what you would say is a magical story you have. And if you've got a different one, I'd love to hear that too. But, but to me, I was like, man, that guy, that guy did it. Like he had this dream and he just did it. Yeah. You know, it's like one of those things where when you conceptualize something when you when you can really clearly see what you want in life uh, it's so much easier to put together the plan to make it happen you know what I mean Um, and so for years I had I had fought the industry that um, that was my first love which was radio Um, and as we all know that industry is is changing it's evolving it's uh, it's it's hurting um, it's going through some growing pains and because of it, lots of good people are, are out of work, um, these days. And I saw that coming. It was like a premonition mm. or a feeling that I had deep in my bones, um, you know, 12 plus years ago, uh, because at that point in time I had been, uh, corporately downsized twice. Mm. And I was like, well, you know, if, 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 if that's happened two times already, it's going to continue to happen. And, um, so I, I just, I, I took a, a second to sort of collect myself and say, God, how can I use my talents in a different way? The gifts that you gave me, how could I use them in a different way? And what's crazy is that, you know, I was going through kind of a crappy time in my life then, and I, and I was really leaning a lot on my, uh, my spiritual side. And all of a sudden, out of the blue, I meet this guy at church, and he's got a television show, an outdoor hunting show. And he's like, 
you know, and we're talking and blah. He's like, have you ever narrated TV shows? And the, the thing is, at that point in time, um, I had not, not in a million years thought that I could narrate TV shows. Like, and, and, and so this is one of the things that I want to share that like, it was part of the magic is that like the second you start taking the, the blinders off or the handcuffs off yourself, you'll be amazed at how much you can do and accomplish because, you know, like in this industry that I was in for 25 years that kept telling me, no, 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 no. There was this other industry just waiting for me. Didn't know it yet though. And so I started dabbling in voiceover work and, and all of a sudden, you know, this guy who saw my potential uh, introduced me to some people and out of the blue, I'm narrating my first TV show, you know, and then, you know, fast forward, you know, almost 15 years later at this point now, you know, I've narrated over a thousand episodes of television, which is something that I never thought in a million years would be my career trajectory, you know, so don't underestimate what, you know, what's planned for you ahead of time. Cause the worst thing that you can do is shoot yourself in the foot by saying, no, nah, I could never do that. Right. I mean, that's, that, um, that's a magic right there. Like that, that moment where you just, you know, happen to, however you view that happen to talk to someone who puts that, that idea out there for you. I feel like there's so mm-hmm. many times in my life when I can look back and be like, Oh, that was like a guardian angel moment right there. Like that thing that they mm-hmm. said totally changed the outcome of what was about to happen. And in a good way, it's always been in a good way. for oh. me. Yeah, no, hundred percent. Like, I mean, and, and you, you have to recognize it. Yeah. You, know, you have to recognize it as it's happening because it's going to continue to happen throughout your life. And the cool thing is that the more you recognize it, the more you see it as it's happening, you know, like these little connections that like you were over at a friend's house and, the, and then there was this guy and he does this thing that you're kind of interested in. And now all of a sudden you're talking about it and you're like, that would never have happened if this person hadn't thrown that party. And, and that other person, you know, hadn't had a friend that brought them with. And it's when you recognize the magic of how things came together to create that spark, that's when you realize that you actually have the power to sort of send that out into the universe and create stuff for yourself. And that's huge. Yeah. I mean, and, and like, I get the chills, like just having you talk about it like that, because I feel like in some ways, um, I don't know. I've always felt like a little bit of an outlier for having this point of view. And so when I find someone who is, is like so convicted and certain that this is the way things work, uh, it's so, it's so amazing. It's so amazing. (laughs) Oh, I also think we might be slightly nuts, but you know, Hey, whatever. It's all good. I mean, (laughs) aren't we all, aren't we all, you know, we're all just kind of trying to come, you know, overcome our own idiosyncrasies and stuff. But in this particular way, it's, it's fun. Like, do you, do you remember when you um, started paying attention to the magic? Uh, yeah. You know, for anybody that's in their early 20s, it's really hard to, to see this or understand it or, or accept it uh, because you're just so in the moment and you're so, like, just going through the tunnel of life. Just... Um, not until I would say in my early 30s did I start realizing, you know, how things were coming together for me. 
uh, sort of behind the scenes mm. um, and, 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 and without my planning of. And, and you start to wonder how, 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 did, how did that take place? How did that go down? And um, it, was, it was really towards my late 30s that I started to really understand, you know, that there's, there's so much going on, you know, in the ether of this world. And what we put out is what we get back, you know. And that's why you've got to you, you be so you gotta be so careful about what you think about and how you think about yourself and how you treat the people that are in your life, you know, because that truly comes back. I mean, if it's if you want to call it karma or or whatever, uh, to me, I just think it's like the fuel for success. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, I, I feel like um, I mean, I definitely feel like you're making a choice on a regular basis in terms of where you want to direct your energy and your attention. And mm-hmm. that has a huge impact on, on how, how your life unfolds. Yeah, 100%. 100%. And the thing is, there's so many people that just live their life and they just fly by the seat of their pants and just go. And I, and I, you know, I, I envy those people sometimes, um, because they're not quite as cerebral as we are and we're not, you know, they they don't evaluate like we do or, 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 you know, try to take a second to really think. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and so I kind of envy that, you know, but at the same time I feel bad for them because, um, I don't think, first of all, I think they're missing out on a lot. Um, but, but secondly, I, I don't think that they have any control over their lives. And I think that that's terrifying. And I'm not saying that I'm like some sort of control freak or anything like that. I used to be, but once I turned over control to the universe, to God, whatever you want to label it at this point, And I just said, you know, I'm here for the ride. Let's go. Whatever happens, happens, and I'm going to be positive about it. Um, that's when stuff started really happening and and started happening, like, really for the good. And I, I know people laugh when they hear about, like, Oprah's vision board. You know, they're like, oh, that's so cheesy. But let me tell you this. Um, about seven years now, uh, at the beginning of each year in January, I write down like what my goal is for the year, what I want to accomplish for the year, uh, and how I'm going to go about accomplishing it. Like I put down a specific number. This is how much money I'm going to make this year. And this is what I'm going to do to achieve that. And I, I put that little piece of paper in my wallet and I put it uh, at my computer. So it's the first thing that I see every single day uh, when I walk into my office and I read it out loud. And it, it's like this mantra. And I, and I truly believe that, you know, like as I'm saying it each morning, I'm sending that vibe out into the universe. And the crazy thing is since I've been doing it, I've just about hit that goal every single year. And like I've gotten stupid in years recently. Like there's no way I can make that kind of money. <laughs> Not possible. <laughs> And then some, then somehow it, it happens, you know? So I, I just believe there's so much magic in intention, you know, and I've learned a lot from the readings and, and, and watchings of, uh, of Wayne Dyer over the years. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's been a huge, 
uh, you know, influence on my thought processes. Mm. It's so funny because you don't seem like, I mean, I, you know, you, 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 you think of what like sort of, I'm a big, I'm a big bald guy with tattoos. <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't, I don't look like that guy. I understand what you're saying. I don't look like that fruity granola loving man bun wearing. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Not that there's anything uh, wrong with that either. <laughs> no, no. Listen, I have a fanny pack. <laughs> That's I keep trendy. a gun in it. That's just trendy. I keep a gun in it. It's, it's, it's a totally different thing, but I'm not ashamed to wear it. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, well, I mean, and, and, and it's working. It's it's like, right. Like you're, you, you, once you start going down this path, like for me, it's like, once I I started heading down this path, I'm like, Oh, like it, I, it would be very hard for for me to not um, believe it anymore because it really just, Mm -hmm. um, and I, I, and I will say too, it's like, it's not all sunshine roses, like bad things happen. They, of course they do. It's life. Um, But I think, for me, one of the things that became very clear is that when, when bad quote unquote bad things happen, when, when I'm going through the sort of the dark time where my life is shifting in a very unexpected way. And I'm like, why is this happening? Um, every single time without fail, when I get out of that moment and look back, I say, Oh my God, thank God that happened. Thank God that happened. Like that was a gift that that pushed me in a direction that I didn't realize I needed to go in. Mm-hmm. Yep. My, yep. My hundred percent. Hundred percent. Hundred percent agree with you on that. Like there's, uh, there is presence, you know, in every and in, in, in opportunities. Um, sometimes, you know, in places that you just never thought that there would be, and you have to, you have to be open to learning in that moment, you know, like, um, in my industry in, in voiceover, um, you know, I, I guess you would consider me a, a veteran at this point cause I've been doing it for a, a long time. Um, but I still coach every single month with, with a voiceover coach. Uh, and however that would be in your industry out there, mm-hmm. like somebody that's going to challenge you on a monthly basis to become better at what you do is a good thing, right? Because, um, you get set in your ways, your, your growth kind of stops, and then what? Your life sort of becomes stagnant. I, I want to be challenged every single month to be better than I was the month before. So you got to look at and, and, and be open to um, even those moments where things feel mundane to find that lesson in there. Because if you're not open to it, if you're not trying to find the lesson, it's not going to smack you in the face. You know, it's not like all of a sudden there's going to be this big side, this big billboard on the side of the road that's like, this is your lesson. <laughs> no, you really got to be, you got to be looking for it. You know, you've, you've got to, you've got to want to find it because it's like, um, it's almost like a, you know, like a, a, a lost toothpick in a giant bale of hay. Mm. You know, if you, if, if you don't start digging through it to try and find it, it's not going to, you know, you're never going to find it. 
see, this is really interesting because I I feel like you're talking about next level lesson learning. And and so I've I've had this phrase that I've said where sometimes you get the two by four method of enlightenment. And that's <laughs> <laughs> and that is when you I get like that. when you get smacked across the face. And usually it's because it's a lesson that you're that that you needed to learn in this lifetime and you or and you needed to change your behavior or do something so i'll use this as an example you know so for example like maybe you're drinking a lot and you're 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 making bad choices and getting behind the wheel and then you know you get a dui and that's like the two by like maybe little things have happened along the way that have made you think oh this is probably a bad idea i need to change my behavior but you don't and then something happens mm-hmm. to force you to really look at your behavior. And, and even then, some people still won't, you know, won't take that lesson. But, um, but my goal has been to go from the two by four to like getting the, you know, the ruler on the knuckles. And now you have made me present to the idea that you can be looking, you can be looking, seeking the lessons like a needle in a haystack. And those are the, the most fun and gentle lessons probably out there, right? Like if you've gotten mm-hmm. to the point yeah. where you're, you, you can, you, you notice and hear all of the obvious ones, you've already got, you've done those. And now you're, mm-hmm. you're, you're sort of refining the lessons that you get to experience um, on this ride. Uh, that's an, that's an awesome goal to have actually. Forget the ruler. Yeah. I'm gonna yeah. look for the needle in the haystack. I'm gonna I'm gonna seek out the lessons before they find me. <laughs> yeah, you know, and and you talk about uh, magic in this podcast, and I wanted to just share a, a quick story with you. Yeah. Um, the, I was driving down the road. Uh, this was I don't know about 15 years ago or so, and I don't know where I was going, but I was I was going to be gone for a while. And um, as I was driving, I noticed that there was a book sitting on the side of the road. And, and I was like, that's strange. Why did my eye catch that book that's just laying on the side of the road? That's, and I just drove on by. And um, a couple seconds later, I said to myself, if that book's still there when I'm coming, when I'm coming home, then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop and get it. And so I came back, you know, a couple hours later, it had rained, you know, and I was really hoping that the book wouldn't be there. And uh, it was. So I, I pulled over. And I, and I, I got the book and, and I read it and it was called Monday morning, um, leadership. And it was at a time in my life where I could not have this, like, literally like, like God hit me with this book. Why is this book lying on the side of the road? I have no idea. But you know, at the time I was, I was in a team, I was in a team situation where I needed to up my game as a leader. And what I took from that book was probably one of the best lessons that I've ever learned in, in my life. Um, and it, it's just really about, like, everybody wants to be successful at life, right? Whatever your level of success, whatever your definition of success is, you want to be, you, you, you want to be successful. Most people do. Yeah. yeah. Sure, there's some depressed people out there that just don't care. Uh, but most of us, you know, want to be good at life. And what's crazy is that from that book, I learned this little formula that I share as much as I can uh, with people, uh, and it's it's the formula for success. And it's 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 simply passion plus talent 
times actions, times your associations, times your faith in yourself or your God equals success. So P plus T times A times A times F equals success. Again, I'll do that slowly. Passion plus talent times action times associations times faith equals success. And so like, I learned that formula from the stupid book that I found on the side of the road, right? Mm. And I've taken that formula and I've put it into my life. And anytime something is, can I swear on your podcast? Yes. <laughs> anytime something's fucked, I look at this and I go, what, what, what am I doing wrong? I, I know I'm passionate about this. I, I know that I'm, 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 a, I'm a talented person when it comes to this. Am I taking the right actions every single day to, 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 to make this success? Do I believe? I'm talking about faith. Do I believe in myself 100%? You know, or am I just sort of like, eh? And then, you know, like, am I, am I around the right people? Mm. You know, am, am I bringing the right people into my circle? Am I pushing out the ones that, that don't deserve to be there that are bringing me down? Oh, well, that's why I'm not successful in this moment. Well, the beautiful part is now you can take this formula and you can apply it to relationships and business and family and friends and use it to better yourself. And if that ain't magic from a book that I found on the side of the road that's literally changed my life, I don't know what is. That's awesome. It's totally a gift right there. And, and when, what a, what a, what a uh, tricky way, right? Because you saw it and, and, and good on you to say, I'm going to, if it's still there, I'm going to pick it up. And right, right. Cause I, cause I very easily, you know, could have not been open to that little nudge that the universe gave me. And this formula would have never come in my life. And I wouldn't be sitting right now in my in my studio, in my dream house. Right. Yeah. You know, so it's, it's just, it's just about being more open, you know, being more open to the, to the gifts that are out there. I know. Right. And don't we need that right now? Isn't it, isn't it, it's just, it feels like the world could use a little bit more magic and optimism right now. Oh, Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Like this, this morning on social media, you know, there's a, there's a lot of people talking about what happened in Minneapolis and the disgust that they have with the, the way the police department has handled the situation and the, the government and, and then the president and all the rest of the nonsense. And I'm just like, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to put up a, a video of my goats playing in the backyard and just remind people that truthfully, you should be focusing on peace and joy, peace and joy, because that's the only thing that's going to get us through this because the negative forces of the world, and I'll call them who they are. The devil is real and it is rearing its ugly head right now. And it is loving the fact that it is using every single one of you out there that have become negative because of what has happened to further its cause, you know? Yeah. So, it's it's like we've got to remind ourselves that, yeah, yeah, shitty stuff happens. And it's okay to feel. It's okay to feel bad and it's okay to be angry. Um, but you've, all, you've got to make the conscious choice that it's not going to take you over and change you, you know, into 
something that's devil-like because that's what we're seeing out there right now. And it's scary that I'm the same human being as that person that is, you know, angry and storming down a street and being attacked by police and tear gas and all that fun stuff. And I'm like, I can't believe we exist in the same world. We all want the same thing. We all want the same thing. So what's the difference? You know, sure, I'm white. I'm privileged. But at the same time, you know, I've been open to always trying to take the positive from any situation. And unfortunately, with this Floyd thing, I haven't been able to find it yet. But hopefully when things simmer down we'll find some sort of positive in it. And maybe that's in the fact that, uh, you know, the police departments around America re-examine, you know, how many times they will allow somebody to treat someone in a bad way, but yet still allow them to have a job, yeah. you know? Yeah, um, yeah. I, I'd read that, I'd read that the, 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 the cop had something like 10 marks on his record for yeah. bad behavior. yeah. Like seriously, like like what job allows you to keep your job if you've been an asshole ten times? Yeah, it's hard to see the the, the overall like vibration of everyone just ratcheting up with fear and anger and and not think that that's gonna continue to get worse and worse. Like reversing that is is what needs to happen. Reversing the yeah. the, the 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 direction that you know, the fear that's out there is really palpable, you know? And that, and and that be, and that begins with every single one of us. Every single one of us. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. It's it's not like you can't, you can't, you can't put it on leadership. You you can't, Mm -hmm. you know, you can't put it on a certain group of people. I mean, like everyone has to step up and be accountable to the fact that things are jacked right now. And okay, cool. Now let's do something about it. You know, like, I wish the I, I wish the world was more like uh, like the the nuclear family. When something goes wrong, you fix the problem. When something goes wrong, you address the issue. You know, you do whatever it takes to make things better and good. Um, and it's not about placing blame; it's just about getting the train back on the right track. Yeah. You know, um, and and that's what we need to start doing now, w- one person at a time, because. Um, it's our responsibility, you know, to, uh, to, to raise, to use your terminology, to raise the vibration of this country right now, because it's not in a good place. It's one of the reasons why I decided to come on the podcast today, because that means I have the opportunity to remind people that it is up to us, you individually to talk to the people around you. And remind them that there is a, that there is good and bad in this world, and in every moment it's a choice as to which one you're going to be. Yeah, you know, and and how you're going to feel and how you're going to act, and um, that's it. Yeah, you know. So I, you know, for me, this was a great opportunity to just come on and and like if 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 whatever I said in the last thirty minutes or so has resonated with one person out there, then I've done my job today. Now it's up to you to do that same thing. 
whether it be in a conference room or whether it be at a church group or, you know, at the gym or whatever, just take the time to talk to somebody and see how they're feeling. If you see how all of this is affecting them and then just listen and, and just remind them that, Hey, uh, you know, darkness can't exist if there's light. And if we can all be the light in this world, then the feelings that, you know, that we're all having as a, as a family group in this country will change. It was helpful for me to hear your, your mental attitude around that, because I think for a lot of us, I mean, and I know I'm, I'm a positive person and there are some days during this where I have woken up and been like, what's the fucking point? (laughs) (laughs) And then I snap out. Do you remember what I, do you remember what I said a second ago? Like, like in every moment you've got a choice, you know, it's, it's, it's like, so when, when, when stuff gets bad, I get better. I'm always a better person when stuff gets bad because it forces me to laser focus my attention on, 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 on performing right in that moment. And when COVID hit and my business was slashed in half and I was bored out of my skull and I was working, I had a choice. And the choice was I could just become an even more fat, lazy slob and go out and, you know, binge eat every single night before bed and, you know, just put on more weight. Or I could use this time as the gift that it is to go ahead and better myself. And so I started a fasting program back in in February. And so far I've dropped 40 pounds, um, you know, in the span of a few months. Uh, and I'm stronger and healthier than I was when all of this started. And it's just because I made the choice. I'm going to take this shitty situation and somehow find a way to make it positive. Simple as that. Well, and I think that what's so beautiful about that and what I wish that we were hearing from um, our leadership is that, you know what, that is the best thing we can do to fight coronavirus. The best thing we can do to fight coronavirus is to get healthy ourselves. Yeah. Our own individual, Mm -hmm. take personal responsibility for our own health and get healthy. That's the best thing. Yeah, well, and our and our and our mental health because the better you know the uh, the the better you feel physically, the better your mental health is, and 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 kind of vice versa. But I think more A than B. So, like, if you're in a place in your life right now where you know you might be more depressed than you've been in a long time, um, well, you know what? Burn that steam. Go out for a walk two, three times a day. That's what I was doing. I'd walk in the morning. I'd walk at lunch. I'd walk right before bed, you know, and then once that, you know, kind of wore off, then I I got my mountain bike out, started riding that, you know, and and then I just, you know, I started started like this crazy notion. Uh, Like I've never seen abs in my life. I've always been the fat kid, right? Mm. So now I've got this stupid goal, abs by 50. And whether or not I meet, whether or not I make the goal or not, it doesn't matter. I made the goal, made the goal. I've got till October to see some abs. So going back to the formula for success that we talked about about 15 minutes ago. Yeah. Well, am I taking, am I taking the right actions, you know, every single day to make sure that I get to that goal? Am I passionate about it? You know, do I believe in myself that I can get to this goal? You know, I have to remind myself, all right, I made this goal. 
So in order to in order to to be successful at the goal, go back to the formula. And so, you know, you know there's I'm sitting there going, well, that's that's four and a half months from now. You know, can can, can I do that? My birthday's in October. Can I do that? Eh. Well, I'm going to do everything I possibly can. But I'm not going to kill myself, you know, but I'm going to do everything I possibly can. So I'm continuing my fasting program. I'm fasting two or uh, three times a week. And, yeah, you know, my, what, is, my, 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 what is your fasting program? I've been curious about that. Well, you know, it's it's evolving as I do it. I needed to drop a lot of weight fast. So I was doing an 80-hour fast at the beginning of each week. I'd start Sunday night, and I'd end it on Thursday morning. And then I would refuel for um, half the amount of time that uh, I fasted for, right? And then when that was done, I would do it. Wait. I would do another smaller fast. Wait. Uh, you, you know, at the you didn't eat for for four days. Like you didn't eat any food for four days. Nope. I don't, and you know what's crazy? What? You want to know what's crazy? Yeah. You don't need all that. You don't need all that fucking food. <laughs> I never in a million years thought that I would get through a day because I've been taught my whole life that you've got to eat every two to three hours. You've got to stoke that, that metabolism. If you don't stoke the metabolism, your metabolism is going to stop. Well, I'm in my late 40s and my metabolism has already stopped. And I've done everything else that I, you know, all the stupid different diets, the Atkins and the South Beach and the keto and the, you know, all, all that stuff. Done it all. Doesn't work for me anymore. I had to find something different. So when you asked me a second ago what my program is, um, in the beginning, it was different than it is now because um, I'm kind of evolving it. But I've, I found a couple of great Facebook groups that, you know, were great with guidance on how to do it the right way and, and, and how to create the program for you because the program that works for you might be very different than the one that works for me. But I will say this, the hugest benefits to, uh, and I'm not a doctor, so I'm just putting that out there right now. Uh, but the biggest benefits that I found uh, about fasting besides the weight loss, like that's almost like the byproduct at this point. Um, you know, your energy level will be booming as you lose the weight, which is great. But your body goes into this state of autophagy, which is where your body is kicking out the bad, broken, damaged cells, a.k.a. inflammation, the stuff that makes you feel shitty and rickety, right? Which then also compounds your mental health because you feel bad all the time mm -hmm. and you're tired all the time, right? Yeah. So after about, after about 18 to 20 hours, your body goes into this state of autophagy where it kicks all this stuff out. And the inflammation's gone. You feel great. The longer you fast, the, believe it or not, the better you feel. You get into the state of euphoria. And the truth is, if you're an overweight person, you have all of the building blocks of energy that you need right there on your sides and on your hips. So drink a ton of water. And if you need an appetite suppressant, take one, you know, to get you through the tough times. Um, but like... It's so doable. Uh, it's, again, a choice. Like, I decided I'm done being fat guy. Wow. You know, I had spent the majority of my life um, overweight. And the thing is, it catches up to you, you know, when you start to get into your 40s. 
and now I'm going to be 50 in October and I feel it and mm. I don't like the way it feels. And I'm like, shit, if I don't like the way it feels now, imagine what it's going to be like when I'm 70. Right. And, and, the, and, the, and the magic, <laughs> see how I did that there? Yeah. The, the, the magic in the whole thing is finding the joy in doing the work. Well, if you get those abs in October, will you post a picture on the uh, Magical Soup Facebook page? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Wherever wherever I am in October, I will. Sweet. Wherever I am. I don't care. No shame. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, well, I first of all, thank you so much for your time. And thank you for... Uh, showing up exactly how you are on this planet right now. I just enjoy our conversations and you've been, uh, you've been inspiring for me. You've been inspiring for me. Um, I don't know if you remember this, but back in the day when we were working on that show, um, you recommended a book to me and that was a, a book that also, you know, uh, locked in um, sort of what I, I kind of already knew but it helped me to really mm -hmm. sort of understand things. Um, you should tell everybody what that book is because everybody should read it. Yeah, actually, uh, especially right now. Um, and it's Outwitting the Devil. It was, it was a book that was originally written um, by Napoleon Hill yeah. way back in the, in the very beginnings of his career. And it was actually suppressed by the publisher, by the publishing company, by his family for close to a hundred years because it was backwards thinking back then uh, that the devil exists and controls things. And he gives you the key in the book on, on, on how to, you know, how to outwit the devil. That's the, that's the title of the book. And it's literally a conversation that he has with the devil. And uh, it's it's a mind blower, is it not? It is. It is. Mm -hmm. it is. You can get it on Amazon for like eight bucks and you'll have it tomorrow and it will change your life. <laughs> and I try to give it to as many people as I can. And I, I'm glad that you were one of the recipients and that you that you learned something from it. He was a thought leader at, for his time back then, for sure. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, no, he was he was the thought pioneer at that time because, you know, just just being positive was foreign yeah. to most people back then. And then to be able to use it, you know, to create abundant success and all that fun stuff and just be a good person, um, you know, that was all that was sort of like his 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 baby step stuff. Um, but what made him the most money? Um, but this stuff was you know, sitting down and having a conversation with Satan and telling him you have to answer my questions and you have to tell me how I can defeat you in any moment. It's deep stuff, man. And uh, I, I mean, I came away from the book going, did you really sit down and talk with that guy? Like, <laughs> or was this, you know, just, you know, an imaginary conversation that he had one day with himself? Right. Um, but but I can't but I came away um with a whole new understanding of what negativity in your life can do yeah, and how much of a grip, how much of a grip it can have uh, in literally changing the course of your life. Yeah. You know, 
Well, I'll tell you what it did for me is it helped me to identify that voice in my head, that bitchy girl who is so mean in my head, like identify when she's the one who's talking and just be like, mm, mm-hmm. nope, Mm-mm. not listening to that voice. <laughs> yep. Not Shut up, little girl. Yep. <laughs> yeah. You're mean, and I don't want to listen to you. So, <laughs> <laughs> and you and and you're not welcome anymore. You're not welcome. You're not anymore. welcome in my thoughts. Don't need you. I don't need you anymore. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. Totally. That's awesome. I'm happy. Yeah. I'm happy that uh, that you took that from it. Yeah. Aw, I'm so happy to talk to lifting you. E- <laughs> lifting each other up. Totally. One sad soul at a time. Totally. That's totally. what we do. That's what we do. That's what we do. That's what we can all do too, right? Like, like we are, you know, every single person that you encounter out there in the world is the Buddha. If you only know how to listen to them, if you actually listen to what they're saying, you, you, that's, that's another thing that has been inherently true for me is by becoming a really good listener, I get these magical uh, nuggets of information all the time from completely unexpected sources. And, mm-hmm. and, and then I'm, you know, I have that feeling inside, like that, just that joy inside of recognizing in that yeah. moment, what the gift is that I just received and the fact that I was paying attention. And, and if you, and if you look at what COVID has done to our entire society, like let's go back to Satan and negative negativity and all that fun stuff. Like it's hard for all of us now to kind of be kind with each other yeah, because we're so, because we're so terrified to even look at someone else, yeah. let alone say, Hey, how are you? You know, or how you doing today? Yeah. You know, like we're, we're all like, no, don't make eye contact. No, no, no. There's a person. They might breathe on me. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so yeah. find find other ways to still be kind. Ah, well, this was lots of fun, Amy. Thank you very much for having me on today. Oh, thank you so much for uh, coming on and spreading the magic and the positivity out there. I appreciate you. When we walk hand in hand, the world becomes a wonderland. It's magic. How else can I explain? Raindrops when there is no rain It's magic Why do I 